I couldn't even imagine what this woman is going through, but she has become the face, I believe, of courage, resilience, hope, and strength. And with all that said, I am very fortunate to have her on this program this morning. Let's go to live. Let's go live to Israel. That's where Rachel Goldberg is today. Rachel, good morning. How are you? Uh, good morning. So uh, that's uh, always the cruelest question anyone can ask me, how I am. Yeah. So I'm exactly how you would think yeah. uh, any mother would be after 95 days of her son being stolen from her, from his life, uh, after being a civilian, just dancing at a music festival, having his arm blown off. So that's how I'm doing. I'm pretending to be a person, and I'm trying to run to the ends of the earth to save him. That's a good answer. You know, as soon as I asked that question, I wanted to take it back. Um, But it it did occur to me, Rachel, um, that you're probably experiencing two major emotions every day. One is sadness, obviously. You love your son. And the other is anger. Maybe frustration, but I would think anger. Is it fair to say that you run through all those emotions every day? It's actually a really interesting question because something both John, my husband, and I talk about a lot is that we obviously feel a lot of different emotions, mostly anguish, anxiety, despair, uh, fear, horror, trauma, but we don't feel anger. And I'm not sure why. It just hasn't happened. Maybe it will happen. Um, there's no real room for it. And it and I find that anger in general, pre-October 7th, um, has never really, really been very constructive for me personally. Um, so it's not, it's not a go-to emotion. And um, in this case, for whatever reason, it's, uh, you know, we wake up each morning, we realize, uh, and that's after, you know, maybe three, if we're lucky, four hours of sleep because our family doctor prescribed us, you know, like horse pills in order to sure. knock us out yeah. so that we could get a few hours of some sort of sleep. But the psyche doesn't let you go real deep when you're in a trauma. So, uh, but we get up and instantly say, okay, we failed because, you know, we worked 18 or 20 hours yesterday, but he's still not home. They're still not home. Mm-hmm. You know, there are 136 hostages, still six American hostages. Hirsch is one of the American hostages, uh, you know, um, and we start again and mm-hmm. we start, you know, we're, we're running a marathon in a sprint. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. constantly, it's a very primal, innate, maternal and paternal drive that keeps us running as fast as we can to the ends of the earth. We'll talk to anyone. We'll meet with anyone. We've talked to everyone uh, to save his life and to save all their lives. My wife has run 40 marathons. She just ran New York for the sixth time. So when you say running a marathon as if it were a sprint, I don't think people could even appreciate like I can how difficult that is. I think you're a little tough on yourself when you say you wake up uh, every morning and go back to bed 18 hours later and say you failed. I mean, I don't think you failed. You know, unfortunately, Rachel, this is 
not in your control. It's not in John's control. God bless him. It's not in Hirsch's control. I'm not even sure it's in Netanyahu or Biden's control. When you're dealing with animals like this, and that's what they are, they're animals, hard to say you failed when they have zero regard for human life. Zero. Well, it's, uh, you know, it's a tricky situation, certainly. And uh, we do say, you know, we... We, as the human species, have failed these 136 souls who are still there. Maybe we're working towards something. Maybe I shouldn't look at it so much as a definitive fail because everything, look, we did manage to get over 100 people out 50-plus days ago. We had many mothers and, and daughters and aunts and sisters return, uh, you know, we had a very delicate, fragile um, pause in the fighting that allowed in massive humanitarian aid that was needed. There are hundreds of thousands of Gazan civilians who are suffering. I also say there are 136 civilians in Gaza suffering who have had no humanitarian aid given to them, and those would be the hostages because there is no humanitarian aid organization on planet Earth that has gone in to see any of them. So we know that most of them were taken in, you know, in very violent situations. And so they were, they were injured or wounded or less, obviously my son, who we have video of his arm having been blown off at the elbow. Um, And so we have very graphic video, uh, visual proof of what happened to Hirsch and, um, and, You know, it's hard to describe. People say to me all the time they can't imagine what I'm going through, and I say, oh, I can't imagine what I'm going through. Mm. Um, You know, we're trying desperately. Rachel Goldberg joining us now live from Israel. Again, just one of the most courageous people I've ever spoken to in my life. Part of me feels badly because I think a lot of us here, Rachel, not that we're valuing lives more than others, but uh, we seem pretty dead set on getting the women, children, and girls out, especially the young girls that the assumption is, and it's probably a real assumption, of being raped upwards of 20, 30, who knows how many times a day. And that kind of puts men and boys, like your son, kind of at the back of the line. Maybe that's not how the government is dealing with it, but that's how it feels here. Do you have part of that? frustration that, you know, again, the the girls, the women, the babies, they seem to matter more in these negotiations than than Hirsch. Well, we really didn't feel that way when that um, first agreement was was settled, and we were told that Hirsch wasn't going to be part of that uh, first cohort of people released and that it was going to be for the women and children and babies, we actually felt very comfortable with that. Look, a life is a life. And we celebrated each life as those people came out. And at this stage, you know, we had met so many of the 240 hostages families that it was, it was the first whisper of hope and happiness that we had had in 50 days at that point. You know, when we would see someone come out and we would say, oh, my gosh, that's David's wife. And, Mm. oh, you know, and it's Michael's daughters. And, you know, it was it was a relief or, you know, so and so's 
you know, there was this little boy that walked out, you know, with his, and he hadn't had his glasses for, you know, an eight year old boy who needs glasses in order to see anything. And he walked out. I mean, it was pure joy. That was, that was just celebrating any life walking out. And obviously now, you know, um, we still have, there are, there are some women still there. There are men there. You know, what also falls off the radar, you know, there are Muslim Arabs who are being held hostage, who yes. are taken hostage, who yes. are still there. There are Christians there. There are Buddhists there. There are Hindus there. There are people from almost 20 different nations still being held there. This is a global humanitarian catastrophe. This is not, you know, if someone says, oh, I really hate French people. And you find out there are 40 French people being held hostage somewhere. And maybe you say, well, I don't really care because I hate French people. I mean, this is a diverse swath of humanity, of representatives of humanity being held against their will, being held captive, including, as uh, I mentioned, six Americans. American people should not be okay with that. Right. Well, and in uh, fact, yeah. you know that we're coming up on the 100th day. Today is day 95. And on Sunday, it's day 100 and something that I don't know if you've seen that I've been wearing masking tape on my chest just above my heart every day with the number of the days since Hirsch was stolen from me and stolen that. from his life. And so we're asking people um, to be part of this masking tape campaign on Sunday and to wear uh, masking tape with the number 100 written with a black marker. On, above your heart to just join us in solidarity in the pain and anguish that we're going through. Um, so, you know, you could go to the bring Hirsch home, any of the social media channels to get more information on that. That's something I think is really important in terms of solidarity with humanity. 